Traveling in a fighter combi On a hippie trail head full of zombies I met a strange lady She made me nervous She took me in and gave me breakfast She said, do you come from a land down under? Welcome to the Semi Pro Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Barrett or Barrett Digital. I'm Josh Clements, aka the Brit Fag. Wow. I'm wow. Daniel Savage or Savage Comics. It's been a while. It's it's been a while since we've been on. Uh, yeah, we've like a hot while. Had the yeah. holiday stuff, you know, Christmas, New Year's, all of that kind of stuff. It all kind of fell on weekends, and so it was kind of difficult for us to get. Yeah. I mean, that, get... that's your important stuff. No one cares about New Year's. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, my bad. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, we, we hope that everyone else had a good Christmas and a happy New Year. And you know, welcome to 2018, people. Yeah, very much welcome to 2018. I can't believe you're 2018 years old. <laughs> I'd g- I can't believe that Jesus died 218 years ago. Only 218. That's not right. Not 2000. That's 200. That, yeah. I, yeah, I distinctly Atta remember boy. Jesus walking around in Victoria. <laughs> uh-huh. Wow. We're off yeah. to a rough start. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> like, Wow. Well, that's just like my year, you know, rough start, but then it can only get better. That's a lie. It can always, uh, it can only get better. Uh, Dominic is not with us here today. He's traveling. He is still celebrating the holidays. Apparently, he can't come home to record a podcast. Yeah. But that's besides the it's, point. It's been a while since we had him on. Yeah, it has been. Uh, last time we had, last time we went live, we had um, Spider Monkey twenty three, aka our father, or Spider Monkey. Um, Spider Monkey. Actually. That was that was really great. We want to have a thanks for him for coming on. Um, we got we're gonna jump straight into news because we, what we want to talk about today is gonna take some time. We may even have to come back next week and finish up conversation on it. It may be a two weeker. Hopefully not, but we may have to. We want to talk about Star Wars: The Last Jedi, aka one of one of one of the most decisive films of the decade and probably the most decisive um, Star Wars film. Ever like even the prequels like are kind of decisive, but a lot of people like, like the, most people like, agree that the prequels are just they're not that good. Yeah. Um. So really, I don't know of, about that. A lot of people prequels do to nostalgia, but yeah, but but it, yeah, yeah. It's 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 complicated. It's a big thing. Yeah. Uh, the, the, well, we do need to jump into yeah. some news. So that we can get to our main topic. Um, yeah. A lot of um, stuff has happened since we last recorded. S- some uh, Black Lightning. Uh, we've got some information on that. I haven't seen all of it. I- I've kind of shunned away uh, I, CW. I tried to not pay attention to anything I, um, CW-based because it just it hurts me. Um, but I'm trying to be less negative on this podcast. And, you know, in 2018 as well so um, new year, the new positive year. thing yeah exactly new year new podcast new me um yeah. but i i do i, I saw that there was the, there was a look at thunder on black lightning and i i surprisingly don't hate it and based off of what i've seen from this show it looks like it could be one of the better cw shows yeah so i don't know yeah. that standards that high anyways I, well, I don't know if you guys have seen like the trailers and stuff that they had for it but like the um the actual trailers that well the, I say trailers as if there's more than one that's been released, but uh the trailer that they it was had, like a trailer than like five different teasers. I, I didn't even know that five different teasers, but like yeah, the actual trailer looked quite good. It it looked fairly like you can even see it in the costume design. It looks like a little bit more high quality. Same, if we're being honest here, kind of same, kind of like Titans. Like where is Titans? Well, like, I would disagree. Titans has has shown one. Arguably, two decent suits. Okay, um, yeah, Dove, doves can go out the window, but like Hawk's mask. No, I was talking about. See, I would say Dove is like the arguable good one because I don't like Robin the Robin suit at all. But it it looks it looks very cosplay. Yeah, like it like a kind of cool concept, 
but just strewn together. And I know I talked about this last time because I, I vividly remember getting heated <laughs> while speaking about it, but that's besides the point. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna go into that too much. Just just now. Basically the yeah, trying to be more positive. The <laughs> <laughs> what I will say is I, I it's weird how I see the thunder suit and I don't know why, but all I see is Vixen. As in that right. like, in the suit design. I think sort of like I don't know it's meant to be lightning, but I just, all I see is a V like sort of on her chest. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does look like that. Um, I here's kind of why I'm a bit conflicted. Um, because the the CW is very bad about putting a lot of work and a lot of effort into the first season of a series to get you hooked. And then once yeah, they, they know that you're hooked and they've built this fan base, then they just, they take, they, they pay the writers less or they hire cheaper writers. And they, they, and, they just, they just stop caring because you know, they, they know, Oh, they're going to watch it no matter what. Exactly. And so what well, people do while season so one of black lightning. They're gone. Go ahead. Okay, well, while season one of Black Lightning may be great, I don't think past that. Like season two may be pretty good, and then it's just going to dwindle down. That's what happened to to Arrow. The first two seasons, I still think, are fairly solid. They're terrible character adaptations, but as far as story yeah, writing and stuff goes, they're 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 decently written, and they're 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 fun to watch. They're easy to watch. Yeah, it, but after that, it just went downhill. Exactly. In in the Flash, and even I, as much Flash as I seasons, hate, even season two went downhill but season one solid yeah and i hate the flash and i kind of mm. like season one i i mean i i enjoy I it like i i can i can watch season one season two i can like muster through then after yeah. that it's like nope yeah i mean the thing is right like with black lightning what i'm i've got the same fear as you guys that first season maybe the second season is going to be pretty solid and then you know you get into the illicity and you get into no we are the flash and it's just uh, yeah, but costume design, yeah. I think, has been pretty fantastic. I actually really, really like the costume design so far. Dan, Dan um, yeah, no, I know Dan prefers the, um, the old costume. No, well, I mean, only because we haven't seen that many shots of it. It's the... I have the same problem with the Black Lightning suit as I do with some of, like, the Titan suits, where it just looks, like, kind of lazily strewn together. Where, like, it's a cool concept with the armor and everything, but the armor looks really misplaced on his suit. I, I would agree. I think it's. I think that's more proportionally. Um, he, he, it, it almost makes I him don't kind know. of chubby. It, it. Well, I mean, he's not. He's, he's been out of work, a fit but... person, but yeah, yeah. Well, uh, not, not to mention, yeah, this is like a more older, sort of retired version of him. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and, I mean, it's basically so. Dark Knight Returns. I mean, I can't even. I, that I, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, and Batman v Superman was basically the Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> whatever get out of here anyway other news okay so this kind of ties in with star wars and we've got some more star wars news that we're going to talk about after this but apparently mark hamill really wanted the role of the vulture in spider-man homecoming yeah, like he he talked about that because which i remember he said there's not a lot of superhero supervillain roles that old people can play other than vulture or voice acting yeah, <laughs> and he does a villain fantastic. I think he does a villain better than he does a hero. He's an amazing actor, uh, as shown in the Last Jedi, because we haven't seen him like really, really act in something good since Return of the Jedi. And we're talking physical acting, not voice acting. Yeah, here. Um, we haven't really been able to see him show his potential until the Last Jedi, and he blew it out of the park. He was fantastic. I think it was his best on-screen role yet, um, in terms of acting, his performance. I'd say. Or at least since Absolutely, the original trilogy, yeah. but I think he would have blown Vulture out of the water. I love Michael. Yeah, well, Keaton. I do. I, I adore Michael Keaton, and I am glad he got the part. But I, I would, I would have loved to see what Hamill's interpretation would would have been like. Just because he's so, he like he can just do evil so right? well, like, and, and I, that that manipulative. I, I always just, find it uh, weird how um, Mark Hamill's known for two roles, basically, like essentially two roles. Not these aren't the only things that he's known for, but he's known for two roles, and they are essentially polar opposites. Because you've got yeah. you've got yeah. the Joker, and then you've got Luke Skywalker, who are essentially on just opposite ends of the uh, spectrum. Oh yeah, like, exactly. It's I'm total like, insanity I'm, versus hopeful Jedi. Yeah, right. 
Um, now yeah. that, that being said, something happened, and I'm pretty sure Mark Hamill tweeted about it. And there's kind of it's not a it's not a physical petition, but a lot of people want Hamill to play Doc Ock in the MCU. Yeah, I've, I've been I've been seeing that fan cast thrown around for a bit, but then someone tweeted about it, and I think he liked it. Something like, he, like he that. He liked the tweet, and now people are talking about it a lot. It and personally, I I really dig it. See, at first when I first heard about it, I was like, I don't know why would they go for such an old Doc Ock? It's kind of an odd choice, but. At the time when I first saw the fan cast, because this fan cast has been around for years. It's not a new thing. It has, yeah. It, it's it's g- gaining steam now. At first, I, it was pre um, uh, uh, Force Awakens Mark Hamill, right? This chubby old guy yeah, who just looks sickly and tired and out of shape. And then he got into shape for The Last Jedi. He cut his hair and he like... He like grew this nice beard and like like looked really really good for his age. Looks fantastic mm. now. That yeah. Mark Hamill playing Doc Ock. I know he's older, but he could also do like the scientist part really well. That would be phenomenal. It, it would be amazing. Like oh, I, okay, I, so Alfred Molina is like still it, going down as one of the best actors to bring Doc Ock. Well, he's one. He's the only actor so far. But one, of the, like, one of the best comic book villains of all time. The best one from the original Spider-Man trilogy. Probably yep. I maybe second or third best Marvel villain brought to live action, like period. I mean, Loki's great and all, and I love some of the like some of the MCU villains are pretty good, but m- even the good MCU villains don't hold a candle <laughs> to Molina's Doc Ock. No, because yeah. that was just something else. Yeah. I mean, like Spider-Man 2, just in general, is sort of agreed to be the base foundation for most great superhero films. It's agreed to be one of the greatest superhero films of all time. Yeah. I honestly think that the MCU's formula is based off of the first two films of the Spider-Man trilogy. Something bad happens, the heroes are down, then it gets a little funny, a little quirky, a little comic book style, and then that's your movie. Because that's how those movies worked, and they were the first movies to do that. They embraced the comic book side. And that's what the MCU does. Now, I don't know if it's directly based off that, but uh, I know Kevin Feige has said that Sam Raimi is his... uh, The Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy are his favorite comic book movies of all time. And so I think some of that probably... Really? I I didn't know that, actually. Yeah. He um, he even said... It's not surprising. He he even said that he prefers Maguire's Spider-Man to Holland's after Homecoming came out. And I was like, wow. Yes, he should. You can't say that. You own Holland Spider Man, but that's besides I the mean, point. Okay, um, so um, you're talking about Ken Feige, and this is this is off topic, but it kind of leads into a big, uh, just a bigger piece of news that I just sort of remembered. Uh, DC's done a massive shakeup. Yeah, yeah, they did. No, I they? remember that. Yeah, yeah they. I can't. Oh, what's the name of the guy who they appointed? Uh, Hamada. I. It was the it's the guy that did um hey, he's he looked did over, it he looked and like some other horror movie right yeah the Conjuring yeah. that was it well actually he, he looked over the Conjuring he looked over it and he looked over the good Annabelle film which happened to be like directed by uh, Sandberg who's doing Shazam but, yeah like, yeah he's basically he's watched over a load of films and they have all turned out fantastic like granted they, they have been he he focuses a lot on horror which makes me a, a bit weird because and it's not just this it's several things that have led up to this so aguaman is supposed to be the director he's like this is going to be the first comic book horror movie it's not going to be like we're not going to have jump but it's going to be shot and filmed like a horror movie because it's underwater. Everything, you know, there's a lot of things oh. that happen. Yeah, and that actually gets I, me excited because I think it could work for Aquaman really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they got the the Annabelle creation director to direct a Shazam movie. And now that we've gotten past that, I, I'm completely on board and I completely trust him because he's a fantastic director and he shows that he really cares about the character. However, that plus the Aquaman thing, plus now this guy being in charge of DC films, why why do they have so many horror movie aspects in a comic book film universe? Okay, so I see what you're saying, right? And someone actually questioned Sandberg about this on Twitter, and he had a fantastic reply, and that was just because people like to do horror. So he was talking about, like, himself. But he's like, yeah, Mm -hmm. people like to do horror, but that doesn't mean that we're limited to only horror. Like, when you think... Oh, no, I'm not saying that at all, but... Like before he did the Spider-Man trilogy, Raimi was mostly known for horror. 
you know, before he did uh, Scooby Doo. Yeah, yeah, actually, like no, almost exclusively. Even after he did Scooby Doo, but before he did Guardians of the Galaxy, he um, James Gunn was known for horror. Just because, you know, and even one, he's known for horror. That doesn't, like, from what I've read about Aquaman, he's not trying to make it into a horror movie. He said he'll can include certain aspects to do No, yeah, horror. that's what I meant. But it's still, it's just, it's kind of a weird direction. And it could turn out fantastic. Anything's better than what we've got now. I'd rather see a horror movie universe based off the DC characters and see what we've got now. Because at least then we know, <laughs> we know that our characters are going to We know what we're getting, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that Speaking is really of- big news. And I'm really excited. Um, but we need to kind of to move on a little bit. Um, okay, so I thought I, th- there's a great way here. Just quick, I do want to talk about the Aquaman image that got released recently, which uh, supposedly features Black Manta. There's no confirmed things. But yeah, like it, it looked like he was fighting someone who was in Black Manta-esque armor. Yeah, there, yeah someone see some tubing. Yeah, someone said mm-hmm. they saw, they think they see the troops. But like, yeah, that was, I just want to mention that quick because uh, you know, Aquaman the teaser that they released at SDCC a couple years ago now, they said people said that it looked like Star Wars on the water. Yeah, which would be fantastic. Um, Another thing, speaking about Aquaman, real, real quick. um, uh, Juan released an image on Twitter, the director of the Aquaman movie, and in the image it's just a bunch of stuff, like just props from the movie, just kind of tossed onto a table, and Mm -hmm. one of them appeared to be a golden harpoon, which looks unbelievably similar to the golden harpoon hand that Aquaman had in the in the mid nineties, yeah, which would be gorgeous in the DCEU. It's something Although that I've did... been saying they should do for years. Now he tweeted. Somebody asked. They they responded to the tweet and said, "Is this? Are you are you hinting at, at a harpoon hand?" Um, and he's, he's, he straight up said no. He just said no. However, I mean, people. Somebody tweeted at um, uh, yeah, uh, about um. Uh, Thor Ragnarok and said, "Is Thor going to lose his eye?" I don't know who, why someone would suspect that, but I guess <laughs> it's happened in the comics. And I guess they were just like, "Well, will it happen?" Yeah. And also, and he said, "Responded yeah. with no," and then it happened. And See, if you if you know Ackman and you know about the hook hands, then you know I I, I do believe it will happen because I, like not only is it just a way to make a character look even more badass than you know having a fantastic beard and also being Jason Momoa. Yeah, <laughs> like I think that's just the gold standard say, for badassery. I'd say the harpoon hand and like a scar down one of his eyes, like down the face, and like blind out one of his eyes, give him a face scar, and give him the harpoon hand, and then like unbelievably, like like that would just be the coolest look that they could give the MCU Aquaman. Really MCU like, Aquaman, yes. See, yeah, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's been a new deal. Warner Brothers was bought out by Disney, so now we're getting an MCU DCEU. It's a big thing that's happening. <laughs> Nobody's heard about it yet because it's still under the radar. Oh so, yeah, um, of course. So just last, last thing about Ackman, but like my favorite version of how he gets the hook hand because I, I wasn't really big into Ackman comics in the '90s because I wasn't even born yet. But you know. <laughs> oh really? But I thought you were. <laughs> I thought you were. So wait, wait, you're saying as a fetus you didn't read Aquaman comics? <laughs> I'm saying as a sperm in my dad's bull sack, I wasn't reading Aquaman's comics. Well, that, there's your my problem. Version. Yeah, that is your problem. But um, <laughs> yeah, so my favorite version of how he gets the hook hand is un- like undoubtedly from the '90s version, which the '90s animated version. I should the actually it was early 2000s Justice League. But um, if you don't know how that happens, basically his Orm, his brother chains him and his son to like a piece of rock that's fallen into an underwater volcano and uh so he gets one hand free he can't reach his son and he can't get himself out so he takes the Aquaman logo that's on his belt and he just like fucking metal as shit he just chops off his own hands oh yeah just to save yeah son. that is brutal and unbelievably I can see Jason Momoa doing that in real life yeah not not, not Aquaman but just yeah. Jason Momoa yeah, somebody's gonna strap him to a rock. His actual real life brother, strap him and his son to a rock and push him off a cliff. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Now, now, we just got the Last Jedi. Just came out in six months. I guess it's five months now because it's January. We're getting another Star Wars movie. It's the first time in history that this has happened that we're getting two Star Wars movies six months apart, and it is Solo: A Star Wars Story. Now. There's Which is also supposedly Han Solo Star Wars story. In, in other countries, yeah. 
Yeah. But um, but that that that's besides the point. The some stuff has come out. Apparently, there's some rumors that Disney is not confident in the movie and all of that kind of stuff. Personally, I believe that to just be rumors. I I think if the even if they were, I they would not have let that leak. Right. That's yeah. That's something you keep under wraps. Mm-hmm. Right. They'd be keeping that on the wraps like fucking right. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that. That's not something they would just come out and and say. Like it doesn't. It doesn't make any sense for them to talk shit about like, their own like, film. Like anybody who knew that they were nervous about it would be someone who's high enough up at Disney that wouldn't leak that information, right? Exactly. Because yeah, they'd because be losing no money based off the leak. Exactly. Precisely. Yeah. So personally, I th- I think that's a, a load of crap. Uh, however, we did get a, a leaked poster that Disney has come out and said it's fake. Personally, I believe there's absolutely no way to make something that good and fake. Also, there was a Lego set that leaked yeah. with the poster on it and the concept Falcon on it. So I, I think it was real. I don't think it was fake, but it looked gorgeous. It did. It looked fantastic. Alden and looked I, fantastic. I really, Gambino looked even more fantastic. Oh, yes, but everybody knew that was going to happen. Yeah. Everybody knew it was going to look fantastic and look just like, you know, young Lando Calrissian. But people were kind of iffy on what Alden would look like as Han Solo. And I think with the hair and like the way his face was sitting, like everything about it, he looked. He looked like he he, obviously he doesn't look like Harrison Ford, but he looks very Han Solo. Yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't look just like young Harrison Ford. No, no. He, I mean, he doesn't. But he looks, he looks Harrison Ford esque, and he looks like, like, like just by looking at his face, he looks like Han Solo. Yeah, he looks like a young Han Solo, not a young Harrison Ford, which I think exactly. Is, and and really, it it's if you look at actual young Harrison Ford, he doesn't look like him. But if you look at old Harrison Ford and try to imagine what he would look like young, I honestly think they did a pretty good job with the casting. Um, a lot of people like him in uh, Hell Caesar, the the Coen Brothers film that they did a couple years back. Uh huh. I, I okay, so I haven't mm-hmm. seen, but I've seen clips of it, and the clips I've seen him in, he does quite good as sort of a comedic smart who's trying to keep up. Uh huh. One of the things. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And he's 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 not a bad actor by any means. The only the only thing that I think I was iffy on was um, obviously the look a little bit, but also the voice. Well, and, and and one of the things that Disney was apparently worried about was he apparently he had to have a voice coach on for almost every scene that they shot. And people were like, well, why can't he just act it? And my thing is, this man isn't just acting. That's not the only thing he has to do. This man has to do a Harrison Ford impression for the entirety of a movie. Yeah. Because and like like doing an doing an impression is one thing, but doing an impression while acting exactly. is just beyond like it's incomprehensibly hard. Like I exactly, I thought I, I like the thing is, like I feel like the film was a mess underneath uh, Lord and Miller. But, exactly, like because the Lord and Miller, they're great directors, they're wonderful people, they're funny as hell, but they aren't the kind of people to direct a Han Solo film. And yeah, like. The direction that they sounded like they were taking the character, it just didn't seem right. It seemed like, like not at all. No, it seemed more like Lego Movie than anything else. Which I love the Lego Movie to death, but it's not a Harrison Ford film. No, absolutely not. Uh, what they one of the things that apparently Disney actually came out and said was that they didn't agree with the direction they were taking, and they were almost taking it in the direction of a Jim Carrey movie. Is one of the things that I had heard. I saw I was that like, too. Yeah, absolutely not. That's a big no from me, dog. Um, <laughs> I, I like the whole time. I was just thinking, why would they would they do that? And apparently, Ron Howard wants to do. He said his vision for the movie is American graffiti in space. Yes, please. Thank you. Sign the check. I, pay this man. Let him make it. <laughs> I have not seen American graffiti. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Harrison Ford movies. I mean, it's it, it's it, George Lucas directed American Graffiti back when he knew what he was doing and had his sanity, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And it, it, American Graffiti is Han Solo, but a teenager in high school racing cars. Like that's what American Graffiti is. Like human Han, like on Earth Han Solo racing cars. Like that's and it's fantastic. I love Harrison Ford and American yeah. Graffiti. So just 
so that in space would basically just be the perfect Han Solo movie. Precisely. Because it would be just Han Solo. Exactly. Um, I fully trust Ron Howard. I think that the movie is going to be a success. It, it, it can't, it, it'll probably be as good. Uh, it'll probably be a little better than Rogue One, right? Um, and and the, I would hope reason, for a lot better than well, Rogue One. Well, here's the thing. But... Here's the thing about Rogue One. Rogue One is it works really well as a as a prequel to A New Hope. And if you've seen A New Hope, then it works well as that. I just don't care at all about the story of Rogue One. Yeah, no, I, I don't care I, about the I characters. Want to be, I really want to be able to care about the Han Solo movie because well, there, there's a much more interesting thing that can happen in Han Solo's past than like getting some information that, and it's not I a bunch of one. new, it's not a bunch of new characters that we have to learn to care about. It's characters that we already care about. Even, so, even then, even then, like, like the, the story of Rogue One was just like it, like it felt like I, I couldn't care about that story because I knew how it was going to end. Well, I couldn't care about the, the the story because I don't care about the characters. That's my biggest problem with Rogue One. They spent no time making us care about the characters. With this movie, you don't have to. So if it's as good as Rogue One, but with characters that we care about, I think it'll be a I think it'll be a win. I think it'll be solid. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but no, I'm, things, I'm, I'm looking forward to the film because it, it you know it's first off it's a Star Wars film. Second yeah. off, yeah, I'm not I'm not walking into this film expecting it to be. Empire or The Last Jedi. I'm walking in expecting just a fun flick that I can just sit down, enjoy. Don't like you don't have to think about it. You can just watch it and be like, hey, that's that's a funny moment or that's a cool scene or along something along those lines. Yeah. So that's oh my god, it's my father, Childish Gambino. Or whoa, that's the Millennium Falcon before Han Solo got his hands on it. Yeah. Exactly. Also, your boy Childish Gambino, who was the first was he the first black director to win uh a TV show oh, to win an Emmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that I know you guys love Atlanta. I, I have yet to see Atlanta is fantastic, and Atlanta you need to watch fantastic. it. But yeah, yeah. The, the for those of you who do watch Atlanta, which if you don't, you need to reconsider your entire life. Um, but the second season comes out. I think it was March first, and I am unbelievably hyped for that. Pumped. Hashtag pumped. Yeah. Pumped on a stick. Precisely. Anyway, let's get into our Last Jedi discussion. So if you haven't seen Last Jedi and you don't want it to be spoiled, go ahead and head out now. If you have seen it, stick around. We're going we're gonna to go pretty deep into to the details. Full on um, spoiler talk right now. Yes, yes, yes. But before we do that, um, quick overview from everyone. Don't have to go deep into spoilers. Just keep like a quick little overview of what you thought of the movie. We'll start with Josh, then we'll go to you, Dan, and we'll finish off with me. Gotcha. Okay, loved it. Second favorite of the Empire. It's new, it's bold, it's brilliant. It's just, it, it takes everything you know about Star Wars and f- almost flips it on your head. Yeah, I, I, I adored the film. I've seen it twice and I loved it even more the second time. It, like, it just, it gets, it gets better the more times you watch it. It's, it's a fantastic film. It did the same, it took, it, it took Star Wars in the same kind of direction that the Empire did where it, it changed it up. Obviously, it changed it in a different way, but it was it was fantastic film all around. I personally, I don't understand why people would dislike it, but we'll get more into that. I I think um, I think that the Last Jedi is the most important Star Wars movie that we've seen yet. It may not be. It, it's absolutely not the best. I don't think it's better than Empire. I personally don't like it as much as I like uh, New Hope. It is the most important one that we've seen yet because since Return of the Jedi, every Star Wars movie that we've gotten since then has been old stuff, right? The prequels was all based off of a story that we heard an old man tell Luke in five minutes in um, in uh, A New Hope. That's what that's what the prequel trilogy was. It was all stuff that we've heard before. Rogue One, all a story that we heard before. Even... Um, the Force Awakens was kind of a rehash of A New Hope, which I love it, and that was a great love letter to fans, but that's what it was. The Last Jedi was a completely original story, completely new. We got to see new things that took the characters in directions we didn't expect that were still true to the character, and it it pushed it. Uh, to quote another podcast, uh, it's called What the Sith. They said, The Last Jedi speaks Star Wars in a language that Star Wars has never spoken before, and people are going to have to learn how to understand it, because once they do, 
they will be blown away by this movie. And I think that that's the best way to sum it up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, we can kind of go into to spoilers a bit now. Some of the things that people really didn't care for and some of the things I didn't care for, I adore the movie. It's, it's, it's my third favorite Star Wars movie. I think it's fantastic. I like it more than I like Return of the Jedi. But people didn't care for the um, the casino scene with Rose and Finn just because it seemed Personally, to I didn't to... like any scene with Rose and Finn. I, I but... Some of the stuff at the end, the uh, Finn and Phasma's I mean, yeah, fight no, I after, thought was nice. That was pretty cool. I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't like Finn's little line rebel scum that he, when he, I didn't like his delivery on that, but that's, I don't like, I don't like Finn's delivery of anything. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, the theme was fantastic. The line Chrome dome. I do like, that's probably the only yeah. thing that Finn said that, yet that I, that, that, I like that, that, made, that gave me a good yeah. chuckle. I really appreciated that. And they, the, they, the, the scene on the salt planet up. with them, obviously that worked because, there were more people there. Although Rose saving him was the most ridiculously stupid thing that could have happened. God, I hate Rose, and God, I hate Finn. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Nice to know that we're being positive this time, fellas. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, yeah, Rose and Finn were my biggest problems with the film. It, it, it's not so much like it wasn't even so much this time that they were like terrible. Like the stuff, like their stuff, their stuff was worse than everything else, but it was just so unnecessary. Like we got yeah, twenty. It, it, no, we got like 20 we, they, they had a full storyline that could have been summed up in one scene. Not to mention that by the end of the movie, what they did literally didn't matter. <laughs> at exactly. All. What it, they like did so literally didn't matter in every way. And in okay, fact, so... what they did kept them. It, it it's what caused. The, the final act. I mean, it's what caused the 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 uh, the first order yeah, to like they, realize that they were escaping. Yeah, because they brought another one of my fathers, Benicio del Toro. DJ, Who, however, I, I want to. I just want to. I, I really here. did like his character. That character was fantastic, and I I think he's going to return in episode nine. I really hope he does. Not even I. I don't want him to be like a Lando where he where he returns and it turns out he was a good guy all along. Like no, I love his character the way it is. Yeah, just leave him be. Like don't I mean, the, thing, the thing is, though, he wasn't even like like he wasn't even like a like a villain. He didn't like. Yes, he betrayed them, but he, he, he did just the same did thing that Lando he, did in Empire. Exactly, but like obviously Lando was like he was a hero. But this guy, he's just he his his character never changed. He was never treated as a hero. He was yeah, he, doing it I mean, to help himself the entire time. It was like, like he, he never portrayed himself as helping them. He he did it yeah, for money. There was only one thing that he did, which and then was he betrayed them for like, more money and safety. Go ahead, like Josh. He, he was always no, 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 helping no. himself. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. Continue. No, no, no. You're good. But like, there was only one thing he did, which was even remotely hero-like, and that was he gave Rose the necklace back, and that was it. Which, but that that was that was only because they promised they would give him money afterwards. Yeah, it's yeah, not like he would have done it for free. Yeah. He, he never does anything. Like, he's like basically from the moment we meet him, we he literally just tells us, "Yeah, I like money. Give me money. If you have money, yeah. I'll take that." Yeah. Uh, another thing that a lot of people uh, didn't care for um, was the way that Luke was portrayed. And this one, I personally thought was I done well. It. And it this isn't amazing. This isn't to the point of like the the Finn and Rose thing because pretty much that's universally disliked by everyone. Whether you like the movie or dislike it, most people don't yeah. like those scenes um this one is about half and half the people who like the movie like what happened with luke and the people who dislike the movie don't people are going as far to say that they ruined the character that they don't they didn't pay attention to the original trilogy like all of these things and i think it's just a hunk of crap luke was i think never... it's hilariously ironic that those people clearly didn't pay attention to the, the original trilogy because exactly. they're so far off in terms of his characterization like when they try to say that he was characterized wrong Luke even talks about it in the movie. He says to Ray, I'm Luke Skywalker, the legend. People have built me up in their heads to be this perfect hero, this perfect guy, and I'm not. I screwed up. I caused really big problems because I screwed up. I caused my best friend to be murdered. But that's, you know, no big deal. Exactly. People act like he was this perfect character in the original trilogy, which because he wasn't. 
because since since the end of Return of the Jedi, that's what people have built up in their heads. And exactly. Luke directly talks about that. But even even in the original trilogy, he was never this this perfect, hopeful hero. Yes, he was a he was a good Jedi. He he did good, but he wasn't he wasn't perfect because he's still he's still human. Yeah, like the thing is, even Yoda, like in the film, Yoda talks about it. He talks about how fucking flawed the Jedi sacred texts were because they were thousands of years old because people were fucking morons. And like people don't seem to realize that characters, not only do characters change, but you know, haven't like when was the last time that you guys watched the original trilogy? Like, like a month ago, maybe? Every six okay. months from since I was four years old. Nice. Most <laughs> people who are complaining about Luke, they, I'm going to go as far as to say that they likely haven't watched the original trilogy in a while. Because or they like, watched it and just didn't understand his character yeah. in it. Like the things, like uh, the biggest complaint I've heard about Luke is they're like, "Oh, he's now too dark." Because the Luke Skywalker I know wouldn't try to kill someone because that's a dark side sort of thing to do. Do people not realize <laughs> like, when when in Return of the Jedi when he fights Vader? The reason he starts beating Vader is because Vader talks about Leia, and Luke gets so unbelievably angry and pissed off at him that he just unleashes all of this rage which he's kept up, like over the last year, presumably, in trying to become a Jedi. Like he kept all that built up, and he just exactly unleashed. he he embraced his anger, yeah, exactly. i.e., starting his turn to the dark side. Obviously, yeah, he didn't. He ended up yeah, saving yeah, Vader, but he Vader, and he's like, "Oh, he's just a he's a weak person who's lost a hand like me, likely on a volcanic planet fighting his brother, which I would know nothing about." But like, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> and and when it came though. to Kylo, he he embraced his fear for like yeah. a split second. In, yeah, even he in says like, the oh, Jedi, he embraced that anger for a lot longer than a split second. But, yeah, he embraced it for a good five minutes. But yeah, like, you know, people have, Jedi, get my saber out. Oh, oh, that's a big no no. People people have brought up the fact that that Luke he, he says to um Ben Kenobi, not Ben Solo, Ben Kenobi, uh, the force ghost of Ben Kenobi, he says the words, I couldn't kill my father, and people have been spinning that as well, oh yeah, but he could kill his nephew. But, but listen, but he so couldn't listen, he couldn't finish Daniel. Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anywho, embracing that anger, there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he um, he does try to kill his father, and then in a split second decision at the end, he decides, no, wait. Actually, no. He was going to kill his father, and then the emperor started electrocuting him, and then Vader saved him. He was gonna kill Vader until the emperor intervened. He was just going to murder him. His father, he was going to kill his father. The emperor intervened and then uh, Vader threw the emperor way down into the pits, right? And then the emperor died. And then Vader was all but dead because Luke had beat him. Yeah, like senseless. And, and, then, and then Luke got him. Luke didn't do anything to bring him back to the light. That was, Vader had the light in him all along, and he just needed a situation to bring him back to the light. That's what happened. And and people keep saying, well, why, why, Luke was, Luke's not this s- hero that, that's, that's this genius, and he's, he's, he's the gr- best guy in the whole freaking galaxy. Exactly. He's just, he's human like everyone else. Luke Skywalker is a murderer. Right? How many people did he kill when he blew up the first Death Star? Countless. Yeah. How many? He killed. He killed a fucking um, Rancor. Just straight up murdered it. He, yeah. He didn't, he, didn't, he didn't even do it mercifully. He dropped a fucking spike through its head. Not to mention, yeah. he's the one who sent the plan into action to kill Jabba the Hutt. Right. Yeah, and like he killed many people in the in process, that, like, including Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah, Not to cool. mention he he mercilessly bullseyed womp rats, like yeah, innocent little creatures. Family, family Guy said it best. That's the first sign of a psychopath. <laughs> right. Like Luke isn't this perfect guy who who I don't understand why people don't think that he that's not something that he would totally do. Because Luke Skywalker's a human being. Right? Luke Skywalker's not a deity. He's not God who only makes perfect decisions. He's a human being, right? 
I know personally, if I had Jedi powers and I sensed that this guy who I had had worries about for probably years, if I sensed and saw a future where he brought the end to everything I love, I would probably have the same thought Luke did, right? And I probably would have went through with it. I probably wouldn't have turned my lightsaber off and not killed him. I probably would have killed Ben Solo. Right. Yeah, same. Because like the thing is, when you've lived in this, like Luke Skywalker grew up in a world controlled by the em- the Empire. Exactly. And if you mm-hmm. look at his future and you saw, oh, he's going to be just like my dad. Only I like he won't be able to turn him back because I'll be the first person he fucking kills. Like exactly. Not to mention, Snoke is substantially more powerful than the Emperor ever was. Exactly. And had a much stronger hold on Kylo. I thought you were going to say he has a, had a much stronger hole, and I was like, well, yeah, the Emperor, didn't, the Emperor got dropped down a hole, Snoke got one put through him. Wow. <laughs> People have been saying Snoke could come back and survive uh, like other Sith who have been cut in half, because what are there, like four in Legends and yeah, one that, in Canada? That's not happening. Like, we cut no. Snoke, at, we, we cut Snoke at least, you know, 20 to minutes after he was dead, and he was just sitting there, eyes yeah. rolling in the back of his head, more he fell Im- off his chair. more yeah, importantly the ship crashed the yeah that's yeah like he's crashed. he's done he's done he's hardcore he's hardcore uh, now some people came back as a sith ghost yeah that is it that that, that would be sick some people have a problem with snoke's death no we didn't get to see enough of snoke he didn't do enough we were just told about his power we never got to see his power however i think that's what this movie was going for. The same thing with Ray's parents. People are like, well, wh- why weren't Ray's parents someone important? And why did they tell us and make it seem like they were someone important and then just make it no one? And the same thing with Snoke. And here's what they did. They didn't do that. They didn't tell us that Snoke was important and that Ray's parents were important. We did. We sat in our heads and thought, yes, someone important and someone whose parents are important. Yes, go for it. And that's what this whole movie's about. This whole movie is just saying, hey, listen, idiots, what you thought is wrong. This is what would actually happen in real life. Not to mention, with in the case of Snoke, obviously, not Rey, um, in, in the original trilogy, we only got the Emperor in two movies. And then he was killed. And even, and Same even in, in one this of those one. films, it was a hologram, like just a big head. And he talked to someone. And that was all he did. Just like Snoke. Yeah, just yeah. like Snoke. <laughs> and I, 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 do like, I do like Ray's parents being no one. Uh, personally, I was hoping for Kenobi, but I, I love that they're, they're just breaking this archetype by making her no one. Because exactly. It also shows just that like, the Force isn't just a Jedi thing. It's something that's powerful within everyone. It just takes a strong person to control it. Well, but yeah. the thing is, if... That's how they've been saying that the Force works since the prequels. Because the Jedi weren't allowed to have kids. So clearly, it was the Force wasn't just passed through Jedi blood because the Jedi weren't allowed to procreate. So <laughs> Daniel, Daniel just said it best. This film is just an archetypal break. That like it, it, it like you would never watch a series and midway through that series, like you wouldn't watch Die Hard 2 and expect John McClane to die at the end of the film. You wouldn't watch <laughs> you wouldn't watch like uh Star Trek 2 and just expect fucking oh wait, sorry, Spock did die. Um <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, no, but, um, oh my god. In all seriousness, uh like <laughs> You wouldn't expect you. You wouldn't watch a series and halfway through expect the main sort of villain or this guy who's been built up as the main villain to just be killed by someone who's literally at this point being called an emo bitch. It's uh, yeah. Unless it's Star Wars, in which case you would totally expect that, because <laughs> like, unless it's modern Star Wars and and people have forgotten that that's how Star Wars works. Star Wars is a film where. The, the Star Wars saga in general, prequels excluded from this because, you know, they, they didn't follow. Yeah. They didn't feel like Star Wars movies at all. The, the original trilogy, you watch it and nothing you expect to happen happens. You, you, you sit down for the first time to watch Empire. And if you've never heard anything about it, you expect, well, they're going to do it again. And the, it may be 
even more fun and it may have a different plot, but they're going to do the same sort of thing again. And then they don't. And you're just like, wow, that's okay. Well, they're going to go darker in the next one, right? They're going to, they're going to take it darker and we're going to see some more fun things, but they're, they're, they're going to go darker and keep the same characters. And then you watch return of the Jedi and it's just another complete flip on what you thought was going to happen. And it's just star Wars is about the heroes are never, the heroes, right? The heroes aren't your standard heroes where they always win because in Star Wars, even when the heroes win, they lose, right? Like, exactly, yeah. The, things, the heroes in the original trilogy are Luke, a farm boy who, to a degree, did not like his uh, foster parents because he just wanted to be a rebellious teenager. So he's, you know, he's a rebellious yeah, teenager. He's you've just got, a, re- he's a rebellious teenager. Yeah, precisely. you've got Han Solo, who's a smuggler and a thief. You've got Leia, who's a self-centered yeah. And a murderer because he shot first, but... Yeah, that's self-defense. You cannot. He shot first. Yeah, well, listen. If someone pulls a gun, you're gonna shoot first. He didn't have time to pull his gun (laughs) because he was shot before he could. That's besides the point. We're not talking about that. Anyway, yeah, none. Like, uh, but yeah, the thing is, I guess what this goes down to is what kind of Star Wars films you understand better. Prequel trilogies, wherein. The prequel trilogies where you know about these characters, where they're building up a reputation so that you can further understand the original trilogy. Or the original trilogy, which kept a fair bit of mystery, it kept a little bit of like intrigue and tension in them. I think a big part of it is you have the original trilogy where, like I said, even when they win, they're losing. Even the big win, right? End of Return of the Jedi. The big win, right? They finally defeated the Empire. They didn't defeat the Empire. The Empire just rose again as the First Order. Yeah. Luke's dad just died, right? Luke's the, the Luke finally converted his dad back to the light where he could finally have a relationship with this man, build a relationship, and have his father teach him. Nope, he's dead. Yeah, like, instantly, like as soon as he returned, he's j- he eyes closed, done. All Not of only the- that, Luke's Vader is now doomed to live life as Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah and that's just that is worse than death yeah it is <laughs> also how many um how many soldiers did they lose in in the battle of endor many ha- boston countless countless Trans- right <laughs> so they no, lost so many fighters <laughs> and they can't every time they win they lose that they, they they won one battle and they lost several battles, but they just managed to win the right battle that won the war, right? But they have, it's hit them hard. The end of Empire, obviously, everybody loses. There's no wins there. The end of A New Hope, they seem to win. They destroy the big weapon that the yeah, Empire the, the, has. the big one. Then what, the, what does the Empire do? Build an even bigger one. Right. They, they can't win. And But then you have the prequels, where in the first two prequels films... They do win constantly. The yeah. the good guys always win, even though they totally shouldn't be. Well, listen, that's like, what's been the good trick. It can lead you to victory, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and even, and that's kind of even at the end of Revenge of the Sith, it's it's more of a even though they're losing, they won type of thing, right? Yeah, so all the Jedi are dead except for on the fucking flame planet with no limbs. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's where the bad guy was left, right? But but the, all mm-hmm. the Jedi are dead except for, oh, two of the most powerful Jedi? Yeah, they're alive. They can train a new Jedi. We're good. We're fine. We'll just give it a yeah. few years. We'll train this new guy. He'll be great. Although his sister is equally as powerful, we'll just leave her and we won't train her because she's a woman. Like, that's... I mean, like that's, I mean come on. It was the 70s. What are you going to give them, right? <laughs> right. So that's what happened. Even though they lost, they won. And that's kind of the two viewpoints. And I think that this, the sequel trilogy is doing a really good job of balancing those two. Because it seems like even though they're, 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 they're losing and winning at the same time constantly, if that makes sense. And it's not in a sense where even though they're winning, they're losing, it's more like both things are happening at the same time. It's like some of our original characters keep losing, but these new characters, they're winning. They know what they're doing. And I think it's done beautifully. 
Okay, Absolutely, but, yeah. Open beautifully. We're all agreed that the most, like, arguably the most beautiful sequence in the film, and honestly, like, in a film where Baby Driver came out, I can, I think I can say that one of the, like, most beautifully cinematographed uh, sequences was the Chalk Planet. Salt Planet, not Chalk, but yeah. Salt? They're basically the same thing. I don't know about you. Uh, They are not. I want to eat eat chips with uh, Chalk on them. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous scene. Everything about it was beautiful. But honestly, the whole movie was shot beautifully. Uh, it really was. Even, even like, even to like simplistic things. Like, I think one of the most like overlooked beautiful things is just Leia on the the the, the salt planet, just with her her little little cloak thing, like covering her face. Like that. That's just gorgeous. Like I don't like something about that. Just it. Like it's so beautifully shot. And it's such a minor thing that it, it, a similar, but it's gorgeous. A similar one to that, that that I have that sticks out to me in my head is while they're going through hyperspace, and Leia's just sitting in the ship, just by herself at this table. She's got her cup of you know coffee or tea or whatever sitting there, and she's just sitting nope. through through hyperspace, and then it just stops, right? But you can just see the hurt in her eyes because she lost the man that she yeah. loves. Like like maybe a day or two before this, maybe even hours. We don't know the exact time frame between this and that. We know that it hasn't been long, but Han Solo just died. Yeah, yeah like, like that was really recent. She dedicated her life to who she had a child with. Like, yeah. it's hard to imagine that kind of pain. Like to to you know lose someone that you're that close with, and then have to lead a small group of people to basically be an entire galaxy. And then, like, and then have an have an attack, win that attack, but have so many numerous casualties that, like, I can't even imagine the toll that would have yeah, on her. Exactly. Like that, by the end of that film, so she's okay. So Leia at the end of the film, she's lost Han Solo, she's lost Admiral Ackbar, she's lost she's lost most of her commanders. She lost the God woman she trained. My man, Admiral Ackbar. Yeah, seriously, my man did not get. But she's like, by the end, isn't it crap. that there's like. 20 people <laughs> left in the rebellion total yeah like yeah, she, they can all fit lost. into the millennium falcon yeah all. and they will yeah she lost basically everyone and this woman is still trying to go on like you know that's respectful as shit and oh I, yeah and if it's true and we're not going to see her in any form in episode nine i think i'm alright with that because like, this was a great when, note for her to go out on it, it like it really was like, by the, like the film closed. Uh, does the film close on her or Ray? I can't remember. It closed on Luke, right? No, no, no. no Luke's dead. The film closed on the Broom Boy. Oh yeah, oh. it did. Broom Boy was an unnecessary scene. It was neat to show that you know everybody has the force in them, whether you're trained or not. And, yeah. And it, and anybody can 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 could become a Jedi. And it it was a beautifully done scene. I thought it was a bit unnecessary. Uh, again, one of my one of, actually probably my biggest problem with the entire movie is how there are like like ten times leading up to the actual end of the film where the movie could have ended. Yeah, and it's an absurdly long film, and like I could sit and watch Star Wars all day, but this one kind of dragged on a bit. It did. It it did push the limit, but even like it it didn't just like try to fill. Like it, it was all good stuff for the most part. Don't forget, don't forget. I mean, but but that that wasn't like, like sure you could have cut all that. Yeah, but anything with Finn and Rose, but those weren't any moments where the movie could have ended. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm like any like basically anything after that could have been a solid ending point for the movie. They're getting away. Solid ending point. Let's end it. Or they get to the planet. Okay, now they don't know where they're at. Let's end it. Like all of these things could have been ending points for the movie. They just weren't. Oh, Luke died. Let's end it. Yeah, like yeah, like all of that. Um, that's just personally me. That's kind of my opinions on it. But uh, speaking of which, Luke's death made me cry. Not like not because it not not just because it's sad seeing this character that we've literally we essentially watched from birth to grow into this like amazing person. I haven't watched him from birth. The prequels aren't canon. <laughs> but like, um, <laughs> but like seeing this character who we've we've really grown up with as well as him 
Like we watched yeah. him go from the rebellious teen farm boy to master Jedi and literally the only beacon of hope in the galaxy. But like we've Two we've seen a weird guy on an island who drinks green milk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, that scene offended me. That was that scene made me sick at my. I hate that scene so that's, much. That's how we should have beaten Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> he just pulls a sack full of green milk out of his pocket, like a Ziploc baggie, right? Pocket pokes milk. a hole in it. Pokes a hole in it, right? And then just starts squirting it right in his face. <laughs> No, no, it should Kylo be. would have been when, so when, shocked. When, he would have just turned right around and went back in his went back when, in his when, walker. When Kylo is like, I don't know, full sexting with Ray, and um, <laughs> and you know he's topless and shit. I, th- yeah, I feel like Luke should have just inserted himself in this conversation and just run at him with like the milking thing and just be like, yeah, hey, just with that bottle, he just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Start running, boy. <laughs> Like, oh lord! Uh, but I feel like Luke, that's that's probably the actual reason that he turned to the dark side because Luke just like kept milking his titties. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you know how Luke, uh, you know how Mark Hamill said that you know uh, he disagrees with all of this, all of the decisions that me and Johnson made. I before. have something to add to that real quick before you continue. He did say that. Yes, he said this isn't this isn't the Luke Skywalker that I had pictured for years. This was I, I disagree with it. He also came out and said that that didn't affect his views on the movie and that he thought the movie was fantastically done. And the, the only real problem that he had was that he didn't expect Luke to take this journey. And I think the fact that the person, and he said, he goes, and don't say that Disney paid me off to say this because they didn't. Uh, I think that that's what everyone else needs to, needs to see. They need to see that we didn't expect this to be the Luke Skywalker that we got, but it makes perfect sense for this to be the Luke Skywalker that we got. And, and if the person who plays Luke Skywalker and who literally created the, like what Luke, we know is Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even he didn't expect it. That's how unexpected this film was. And I thought we he, just said the word expected for the last five minutes. <laughs> but if he, if he can accept it, then everyone should be able to accept it. If he can understand that that was a fantastic choice, because he even said that, he goes, yeah, that was a good choice. Nobody expected it, and it makes perfect sense. Yeah, just because you didn't expect it doesn't mean it wasn't a fantastic choice to take the character. Like, Because exactly. that it makes perfect sense. It's the just unexpected. It's, it's just, if you don't agree with it, that doesn't make it bad. It just, it causes it to be different. Exactly. And being different isn't bad. It's, you, in fact, in my experience, being different is quite a good thing. You know, it, it gives you some variety. You're not watching, because as much, like, I love Empire, but I didn't want to watch a remake of Empire. Exactly. I wanted to watch mm-hmm. someone, which is what I got. And, you know, I'm very happy with that. And Luke's death fucking made me cry because it's so beautiful and so sad. Yeah, I feel like the 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 Force Awakens is like watching Star Wars that we've seen before. It's like watching it again for the first time, which was great. It was like watching A New Hope again for the first time, and I love that. It was a love letter to fans. The Last Mm -hmm. Jedi is a new Star Wars movie. It truly feels like a new chapter of the Star Wars mythos. I mean, it feels like a new chapter in the saga for the first time since 1983 when we saw return of the jedi i mean that's what it feels like and i think that that's beautiful that they were able to do that i um absolutely yeah and that's because that's exactly what empire did and it like that that's the perfect way to do star wars yeah we've got about 10 minutes left so i think Kind of give your finalized statements as to why to the statement. Let's do a statement about why you think if you haven't seen it based off of reviews or if you've seen it once and you dislike it, give your statement as to why you think people should give it a chance, whether it be a second chance to go through and watch it again or whether it be a first chance to go through and watch it for the first time. Why do you think people should watch The Last Jedi? We'll start with Josh, Daniel, and then to me, just like earlier. Gotcha. Okay. Look, you know, if you've seen it and you didn't like it, 
I say go back and give it a chance. You know, it's it's the kind of film that takes you by surprise. It it takes a lot of what you know and it puts it to the side and it says, what if this happened? What if you know? What about this? What about this? And you know, at first you might dislike it. You might think this is not what I agreed to. This isn't what I've been you know dedicating so much time to. But then you know, if you give it that second chance, if you even go like, if you go into it with the mindset of this is a new experience. This is something new, something bold, something big. It, then you'll find. Then you'll reach this point where you understand the film, and you and you think, you know, this may not be what I think Luke Skywalker would do, but in this universe where we've you know skipped thirty years into the future, it's the kind of thing that I could totally expect to happen. Yeah, personally, I think if you like. Wh- whether you liked it or not, it was a fantastic film. But I think if you if you didn't like the film because you didn't like the characterization, whatever, take some time, watch the original trilogy. You, it's fantastic. Like you will enjoy that no matter what. But watch that. Then try to pay attention to how Luke is truly characterized, not based off of what he's he's viewed as, how he actually is characterized because they're two completely different things he's treated as this fantastic hero but he isn't so really just pay attention and then then watch last jedi and i feel you'll enjoy it substantially more i think my my viewpoints here i think if you say you're a fan of star wars right but you don't like how dark empire was and you don't like how weird some of the things in return of the Jedi was, and you don't like the prequels and you think rogue one is a retread and you think, uh, the, the force awakens is, is a retread and you don't like the last Jedi because you think it's too different. You're really a star Wars fan, right? If you say you love the, let's just say you love the original trilogy. You've watched the original trilogy. You love it. You're, you're a star Wars fan, right? And mm-hmm. you watch, this movie and you think it, I don't like this. Are you really a star Wars fan? Because let's face it. This is the most star Wars movie we've gotten since empire. This movie is more star Wars than some star Wars movies, right? It's just, it feels like it belongs in the universe. And if you watch it without thinking, if you watch it without the shock value of all of the things that happened, because I'm not going to lie, I was unbelievably shocked at a lot of the things that happened. And I've seen it four times now. Wow. Yeah, I've seen it once in IMAX and three times at my local theater. It. If you watch it without that shock value, because by the fourth time you watch it, there's nothing that shocks you anymore. Everything you see, you, you, you recognize and you've seen already and you remember. If you watch it without the shock value, which I think over time will happen, right? You're going to you're going to realize this makes more sense than I thought it did. And I think that if you don't even try that, if you don't even try to like, and I'm not trying to say you have to like this movie at all. That's not what I'm trying to say. But if you don't, here's what's going to happen. 20 years is going to roll by, right? We're going to have 20 years in the future. There will be kids or people, my age, Daniel's age, Josh's age, whose first movie whose first Star Wars experience was with The Last Jedi. And those Mm -hmm. people are going to understand Star Wars because this movie is Star Wars. This is the future of Star Wars, and I think it's on a great track. And I'm really, really excited to see where we go from here. And I think if you can truly set past your expectations and think this is a movie that they made as a film not made just for fans, I think that most people will learn to accept this movie and will learn to love it. And that's just my viewpoints on it personally, because I can understand where people, why, do, why people don't like it because it's not at all what people expected or even really wanted. But for me personally, it's something I didn't know I wanted, but I did. And I think that a lot of people will come to that mindset. I, what this one, what last Jedi has done for me, this is probably going to be my final input on this. It's made me, incredibly excited for Ryan Johnson's trilogy that he'll be directing soon. No matter what it is, 
he could he could do a trilogy on trade agreements, and I would still. Be <laughs> he could do a trilogy based off of the fetus life of Luke and Leia, and I would watch it. The whole thing is is just an ultrasound, yeah. and it's them like banging sticks like they're lightsabers, like that. I would watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, you would. Because I most definitely would. Can you imagine if Ryan Johnson directed Kenobi? That would be fantastic. Oh, God, yeah. But anyway, um, it's about time to leave. I'm going to end this with a Yoda quote from The Last Jedi. And I think this kind of ties back into what I was talking about with like kids that will watch this as their first Star Wars movie. They are what we grow beyond. And he said that talking to Luke about the the apprentices that they have mm-hmm. as Jedi. That's he was talking about Ray. He goes, that, that's, that's the thing that sucks about being a Jedi. We only count by what we help create. So whoever we help to train, that's who we become. And I think that that's a gorgeous line because this movie is created based off of something that came out 40 years ago, right? And this movie has grown beyond the original trilogy. And I think that that's a beautiful statement to end this podcast on. So as always, I'm Dalton Barrett or Barrett Digital. I'm Josh Clements, or Brit Edit. I'm Daniel Savage, or Savage Comics. It's been a joy talking to all of you, and I will see you when we meet, when again. We meet again in a bit. In yeah. A bit. Yeah.